Happiness is not a goal. It's a byproduct of a life well lived. That is a quote by Eleanor Roosevelt. Welcome to Trina Talk. Trina Talk is a weekly podcast that will inspire and empower women of all ages to strive for the impossible. Your host, Trina L. Martin from TrinaMartin.com, is a motivational speaker, leader, and cybertech expert. Every week, Trina will share wisdom gained from her life experiences and lessons learned while pursuing her goals to inspire you to achieve the next level in your life. Now, your host, Trina L. Martin. Hello, welcome to Trina Talk. I am your host, Trina L. Martin, and this is episode 93. The topic of this week's episode is, it's not impossible to seek inner happiness. My guest this week is Vishal Sunny. Vishal dealt with cases of severe bullying, getting constant low grades in class, lacking self-confidence, passion, and faith. Just as he started to live a life filled with happiness, positivity, and growth, he had a tragic accident, an accident that broke his face and almost snatched his life. Today, he uses fitness to coach and train individuals on how to live a healthy lifestyle and stay motivated throughout the process. Hi, Vishal. Thank you for being on Trina Talk. Hi, Trina. It's an honor to be on your show. Thank you for calling me. Oh, you know what? It's a pleasure to have you. Um, let's get started with the interview. I see that you are into fitness, coaching people, and you want to help people become the best that they can be. But I usually ask everyone that comes on the show before we get started into what they're doing today, t- tell me about your story, who you are, and what made you the person that you are today. Uh So that's a good question because what I am today is really a very much reflection of what I have been through uh, for most of my life. So if I had to put it in short, just to tell you about my story. So it all began with a childhood with weak education. I wasn't good at education and I was compared to my sister. I have an elder sister who was... Uh, completely different from me. I was weak at studies. She was good at studies. I wasn't good at any hobbies or passion. She had like so many passions which she was good at also. So I was always a comparison in the house. Uh, it wasn't something which I should be really like hurtful of, but since I was a child at that time, it really did matter somewhere. And um, after that, there was a phase in my life when I was also sent to a boarding school, which is a hostel and a school together. Now, in that particular phase in my life, I was going through something completely different. Like before this particular time, I was there with my parents all the time. I wasn't I wasn't good at studies. That's fine. But I was at least there with my parents. So I always had that security and that home home like togetherness kind of a feeling. But then I was in the hostel life and school life where I was sent so I was basically sent to India from where I am staying right now. I was sent to India to spend three years in a hostel and all with the hopes of that, you know, I, my education would in, uh, become better. I would develop a good character. I would become a man. I would become independent and 
I would develop many more hobbies, passions, etc. But although the intentions of my parents were good, when I did reach the hostel, I was in a completely different environment. And to put it short, I was not just bullied, like not just bullied verbally, but I was also physically tortured. I was uh, beaten up as well on the sixth day itself within the hostel. So that was a really bad experience. And by that time, when I was sent to the hostel, I was a very silent kid. I didn't like to share anything because it was an outcome of uh, all the experiences which I had before, because of which I had become silent. I stopped sharing things with my parents because I felt like even if I try to explain to them, it would be of no use. Like they'll still try to tell me to become better. And so I became silent. Like even if I was facing any problems, I never shared it with anybody. So when I was there in the hostel, very far away from my parents, nobody was there to look after me and surrounded with all these new people whom I didn't know, no friends. For six days, I was just silent within the hostel. And on the sixth day, I got beat up. And from that day, I was severely bullied within the hostel, which took me into a very dark phase, like into a very dark zone in my life. And uh, all that loneliness and fear everything started to develop within me and like I was completely alone. I wasn't feeling happy at all. And yes, there were moments of self-doubt that, you know, is, is my life really worth it? Why am I living? Yes, that point was there, but I would say that nowhere in my mind was this an option that, you know, maybe suiciding is something because at that time, luckily, uh, by that age, I didn't know anything about suicide or, you know, like people actually do these kind of things to themselves. So I did have this question that, you know, why am I still alive? Like, wh what's my purpose and stuff? But I didn't go to that extent that, you know, maybe I should end it all. But it was a really dark time. And uh, I'm just trying to put this short. But this particular moment was one of the hardest time in my life. And uh, that's somewhere where I started to uh, have fitness a part of my life. I started exercising just with the hopes of developing a better body because the first reason why, like after a month of being bullied and stuff, that's when I realized, like a self-realization came in my mind to say that, you know, maybe Vishal, you're skinny. That's why they're trying to use you. And so that's how I started to exercise. Very basic. I didn't have access to internet or anything. So I just exercised anything I knew from the memory. And uh, just two weeks into exercising, whatever I knew, I used to secretly exercise, like hidden from everybody else. I didn't want anybody to see me. But after two weeks, somebody did spot me and they started to tease me that even like, you know, a skinny kid trying to exercise. So they started teasing me for many things related. And so... That was the point in my life where I suddenly, like, I had just took, taken an initiative in my life that, okay, I'll try to improve my life now. Like, fitness was the first move I made. And yet, within two weeks, I was like, thrown to the ground again because of being teased. And so my motivation just went back to zero. And for two months, again, I suffered being bullied in the hostel. And then after two months, again, a self-realization came in my mind. Like, after, after lots of uh, days of you know, being suffering in the hostel. Then this thought came in my mind that, you know, why should I just give up on exercising? Like, even when I'm not exercising, they're teasing me for that. So it's better to exercise than be teased about it. So that's how I took, and that's the mentality which basically took uh, fitness forward in my life. 
but this time fitness was a bit more aggressive this time it was all about ego lifting and you know ego exercising so all the basic exercise i was doing it with frustration and anger just trying to release all of that from my mind because i couldn't do anything to the guys because they were in groups so uh, being alone that was the one way how i was just releasing my uh, stress and uh, just when i was about to take this route of uh, releasing my frustration through exercise uh, about a month later i found a book in the library which was called the secret and reading that book like i i, I wasn't used to reading books uh, the only books that i used to check in the library were art books because i had started doodling when all this bullying and everything began so one just one day when i was just bored i went to the other shelves and i found this book that book basically changed my life and i read that book secretly for days and like i was just 15 years old at that time and that book having in my hand like it just felt like it was my savior i didn't want to share it with anybody of course so i read the book when i was alone and that's how i changed my complete approach towards things my thought process the way how i was looking towards things everything changed and so my life changed as well um uh, my grades in school had always been around 55 to 60 percent grades like at max i'm saying but when i was in the 10th grade uh, and found positivity as my uh, savior i started practicing it i made friends within the hostel finally um i started to take fitness a bit more positively rather than releasing stress i took it as an improvement like a source of improvement uh rather than relating it to the other guys who were bullying me i took it as my own self development and my education basically skyrocketed like from 60% i went to 82% which was a very big achievement for me and it was quite unbelievable but it was something delightful my parents were shocked and they were seeing results in me so life had started to change from that moment onward how i practiced the positivity was something which had really helped me improve every aspect in my life at that particular time like being a student being that young uh positivity stayed a permanent permanent part of my life especially because of reading it through that book which is called the secret positivity really had a little bit of a, you know something to convince me that you know this actually works because i was young at that time 15 years old and i did love magic and expressing that book expressing positivity as an energy as a magic as a real magic that really excited me and that basically took me forward to you know practice it and make it a part of my life and as soon as i was uh, seeing things getting attracted towards me i started getting more obsessed with positivity and started practicing it even more and life went on and until uh, then i had also got enrolled into an university i was pursuing bachelor's in architecture things had started to go better each year each month things were getting better somewhere or the other when i was in the university i got into a relationship my studies went good all the faculties loved me i immediately made friends within the college i wasn't bullied anymore i was more confident i developed a character i had interest of my own i was good at thing i had i had basically improved my life to a very good extent i had also developed good muscle as well by regularly practicing fitness for about 4 years 
So I was in second year when I had completed four years of just exercising and trying to do stuff within fitness. And within second year, just when life was, you know, when I felt like life is just getting better and better and better, things suddenly took a deep fall. My life completely shifted from where it was like, you know, it's like jumping off uh, the highest cliff and just rolling down as far as it can go. So just when life was becoming better for me, within second year, I met a tragic accident, which was uncalled for. I wasn't even on the road. I was sitting on a stationary bike beside the road in an unpaved area. However, a car came to hit me and that car never stopped. Like the person driving that car never stopped to see what had happened. I was in a deserted place. I was in a deserted place near my house, but nobody was there. It was a deserted place and the car guy never stopped. So how I was saved is a whole another story. That's, that's something to make everybody believe in. Like it's a story that can help anyone believe in faith, like have faith, believe in God, believe in a superpower, if not God, and believe that so many things are there in life which you can learn from. So because how are you saved? I, uh, that accident happened. I was standing beside the road. Uh, like I'll not tell you the whole stuff because that will go long. But yeah, just tell me the short version. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it was my sister's engagement and everything. So it was the last day probably uh, for my father to be in India. He was coming back to Fujairah then. So it was the last day we were going to have a family dinner from my college hostel. I went home. I saw a very cool bike standing in front of the house. I started requesting that let me try it. After repeatedly asking and saying that, okay, fine, I'll go just nearby the house. They agreed for it. And so I was standing beside the road when I had, uh, like I started to have a call on my phone. So I, I didn't want to ride the bike and try to act cool, like, you know, use my phone or anything. So I passed. I parked the bike beside the road in the unpaved area. Like there were trees and mud and everything. So I parked the bike and I was just checking in my phone. Suddenly when I started to hear this increasing sound of, you know, accelerating car, I turned back and I saw that there was a big white color SUV, which was speeding on the road, which was just beside me. And that car basically, instead of driving on the road, it came directly towards me and it hit me. So... Mm. The bike went meters away from where the incident happened. Like it was far away when the people found it. And I was found two lane across in the center of the road near a cement pillar, which was broken. And even when I was recovered, there were no scratches on my body. There was not a bruise on my body, but my face was completely covered in blood. So what that means is that I went airborne from the left side of the road, two lanes across hit a cement pillar face first and my face was completely shattered. The pillar was broken into three pieces. And so my face was broken into 14 and I was fighting. I was fighting death at that time. Like I just wanted to be alive. I I knew nothing after the car had hit me. Like that was the last memory, which I had when I turned back and I saw the car. That's the last thing which I saw. And after this, whatever has happened in my life is a series of, uh experiences which the people have told me who have been there in that situation with me so while the car had driven away after hitting me i was there in the uh, middle of the road shattered face and 
what had happened was at that particular incident there was a road which was on the perpendicular side the we we had a guard of our colony like in in our area we had a guard who used to take night rounds to ensure safety and security so he saw that incidents happening right in front of his eyes he was on a cycle so he tried to rush towards the incident and when he found me he started screaming for help two vegetable cart sellers were far away who were going home because in india what happens is during winter time everybody closes their shops early and they go back home so that's why it was deserted and uh, also there was not much of a settlement in that area luckily these two guys were also going uh, they heard this cry for help and so they came backwards towards that road and so i was laying there almost passing away and these three guys were there with me so this is the moment on like this is the time in my life where i was starting to be saved by a series of incidences but after this whatever has happened has taught me six good lessons which i love sharing with everybody so in this particular incidents the first lesson which i learned was that never judge someone because nowadays people judge someone by their color by their financial status by their you know if you are rich or poor or whatever it may be there are so many things on which people try to judge someone but i say do not judge anyone that's the first lesson because at that particular incident i don't think that uh, this is something natural enough but that guard who had seen me first he had never gone to a school he wasn't educated at all so if someone had to look at his appearance too they would say that you know he's uh, he's not that good or a smart kind of a guy but that's where the first lesson comes in when he saw me laying on the road covered in blood he immediately searched in my pockets and he found my cell phone now my cell phone had a screen lock of course nobody could open it but he didn't have to think about it he instantly broke my phone removed out the sim card put it in his own mobile just to get the contacts and that for me is extremely smart and that's where i learned the first lesson which is never judge someone and so he dialed the first contact that first contact was of my senior who again now this is the second lesson in my life that when you desperately need something when there are prayers being sent for you when you desperately need something in your life with the purest heart your prayers or your desire would be heard by that superpower or that god and some sort of a help will be sent for you some people call this coincidence but the number of times it happened in my story nobody could say that it's coincidence happening in series so my senior used to live far away from my house but at that particular time he was near the colony at where the incident happened when the guard called him and said that you know this person has a, had met a serious accident my sir my sir from college had uh, like just with the reflex action immediate action he said bring him to this hospital i'll keep him everything everything prepared and he cut the call he failed to ask that you know how are you going to bring him do you have a car or anything because those guys the guard was on the cycle and the other two had their manual carts with them so the place was deserted there were four or five cars passing by but none of them stopped however again for those who call it coincidence might call it but for me it's a miracle it's the god hearing your prayers so there was a car passing by in which there were two people out of which one person started to say that you know i think i know him the guard who had saved the first 
used to meet me twice a week but he failed to notice me because my face was so shattered but this particular guy who was sitting in the car itself said that you know i think i know him we need to save him you know after after having a few argument for this friend just to ask him and plead him to put me in the car and take me to the hospital they finally took me to the hospital and my parents were called by my senior and everybody rushed into the hospital and i was took into the emergency ward the surgery was started to happen they made a cut on my right eyebrow as soon as they made the cut first cut and they saw the skull being shattered the doctors just left it and they said that you know this is too complex for us to handle so like talk about talk about hopes being shattered so this was that particular time and the doctor said that we cannot perform the surgery this case is too complex for us we cannot save him and they just left it right there now it was time for my parents to decide what to do like my parents didn't know much about that city although we we had our house and we used to live in it but majority of the time my parents used to live here in the uae and so my parents uh, my father had called uh, his friends as well so one of his friends suggested that let's take him to the other hospital it's far away but there is a specialist doctor like he's a neurosurgeon uh, who is a gold medalist and he has dealt with complex cases so let's take him there like uh, we need to try our best so again like call it a coincidence but i call it the god hearing your prayers now the fact was that we were in the city already and to take us to take me to the other hospital it would take hours because of the traffic and how was another question so the hospital in which i was in they offered their ambulance and they offered us their ambulance saying that you know we'll take him to the other hospital i was immediately rushed to the other hospital and luckily i would say i was on time but nobody knew that i was on time or like too late because i was immediately rushed into the surgery room like in the operation theater and the surgery was started the surgery had begun for about 7 days the doctor used to perform the surgery like he used to continuously go inside the operation theater perform surgery on me for 7 days for 7 days whenever he used to leave the emergency they used to leave the operation theater he used to like my parents used to ask how is he and the doctor always used to say that he is not going to be safe but we are still trying our best hearing that is again devastating but my parents had nothing but just to pray now i might tell you the rest of the story as well and it might sound that you know like i might be going through a lot right now even today but i always say this that what i went through is just half of what my parents went through because for them it was even more devastating so i was there in the hospital for 7 days the surgery was performed and my parents used to stay in those waiting area itself on the steel benches they used to sleep there and some of my family members used to ask them to eat food like they they literally forgot everything they were just praying and that's all they re- remembered uh on the 7th day the doctor came out to finally say that he is in the safe zone now and we are responsible for keeping him safe he'll be alive for sure so that was the first message of relief for my parents and after that the recovery process had begun so, so i was there in well, the let me, icu let me for, stop you visual so you were in the hospital for 7 days and they were operating on you for 7 days to try to to repair your face and save your life yes the 7 wow. uh, for the 7 days the surgery was being performed like 
fixing the face like god knows what all things were there to be fixed like it's not just the skull because it was the face first impact even today my face isn't symmetrical like one thing which i got to know later was that one of my eyes have shifted a little bit backwards and like there were so many things which they need to take care about because it's a critical condition so wow. yes for 7 days the surgery was performed and uh just to tell an overview about the recovery i had stayed in the hospital for 4 months in the icu and uh even after the surgery after probably probably a month or two later i had opened up my eyes finally and so until that time i was uh, unconscious and uh when i finally opened my eyes i saw my parents in front of me and as i told that positivity had become a permanent part of me from school itself another part of me that had become a part of my character was that i never wanted to and i never liked seeing anyone in front of me upset or depressed or stressed and that became my nature like even if it's a stranger even if it's a person whom i hate if that person is sad i would do anything to make him happy make her happy and this time when it was my parents who were crying just because i opened my eyes i tried everything through trying to make them happy but at that particular time both my hands were tied to the stretcher one of my hand was plastered heavily just so that i cannot move it uh the other hand was tied to the stretcher my jaw was locked i couldn't speak there was bandaged around half of my face on my head and covering one of my eyes and i knew that i had something had happened to me i knew that i knew that somewhere in my mind but i failed to worry about that at that particular moment because i was seeing my parents being crying at their at that place so, so let me, me interrupt part, let me interrupt you visual so you know for the sake of time and everything so i have also been in the hospital where the doctors told my family that i was going to die what i want to know from you is while you were going through this did did there ever come to you or did you hear that voice saying hey i'm you're going to live or did you ever say you know what i'm going to get through this subconsciously to yourself did in your mind while all of this work was being done to save your life was your inner being saying i have to live i'm going to fight i'm going to get stronger how do you remember any of that how did you um how did you just come out of that did did you remember being in your body fighting unconsciously i cannot say that i remember something of that sort but what i do remember is when i opened my eyes i knew that i was in a bad condition and i knew that i had suffered a lot but i did make a very speedy recovery and the doctors found it as a miracle but more than a miracle everybody has said that it was well power and yes the voice within me which had this fighting spirit was always there like even on the day when i saw that i had lost all my gains even when i had slowly in my recovery process started to know that i'm going to have double vision all my life i'm never going to be able to hear from my left ear my sense of smelling is gone and i'm going to have this strange medical condition in my brain that i'm not allowed to have any serious emotions ever in my life at that particular time my life could have ended at that particular instant that well I, i i could have given up on my life at that particular time itself but been through so many challenges already in the past i felt like this is just another chapter in my life like to 
to keep it as a horrible chapter or to make it beautiful that was all on me and i didn't want to keep it as it was at that particular time i wanted to write the next paragraph in that chapter and i wanted to write it beautifully so i never wanted to become that person who would just give up and try to you know try to have people feeling bad for me i wanted to be an example for people that even if i've lost these things i can make that as in my advantage using positivity and try to become the best person and ultimately what happened in my life was today i'm living one of the best lives i say because i'm happy throughout the day i'm spreading positive vibes people love talking to me and most importantly i'm happy at whatever i'm doing even if it's a bad situation even if it's stressful i'm always happy in the worst situation to the best situation and that is something like that is inner calmness inner peace which is inner happiness is something which everybody has to seek for because that's the goal in everybody's life even today i have double vision and the same problems which i had at that recovery phase i still have those problems but i'm not that person who is laying on the bed trying to complain to my parents or to my boss that you know i, I cannot work in the morning hours i work as an architect and i still manage to spend time on my fitness during the office hours like doing some of the other activities in the even in early morning i start with my exercise then i go to the office try to stay active work as an architect which is very stressful uh requires lot of precision with work working on the computer screen despite having double vision i have still done it all and i'm still doing it in the evening i come back home around 7 o'clock i have my dinner and straight away get on my fitness coaching i help people try to become the best versions of themselves and me being through this own being through this life story of mine i know very well how to help people not just get their fit, fitness goals checked but also their mental health checked because what i don't want is just people getting fit and getting all those abs and stuff what i do want is getting them fit at the same time making them develop the strongest most focused most determined mindset which can help them be happy throughout their life as well so let's take that so how do you do that because you have a powerful story and you know you've given us the 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 big story so how do you take what you have been through what you have learned and how do you impact other people's lives so i did tell you that i'm um doing fitness coaching in the evening and in the morning i'm doing an athletics profession mm-hmm. in the evening is where i personally deal with clients and i'm personally able to help people around like whomever is willing to join with me so what i try to do is uh, you can probably see the content which i put on instagram it's never just about updating about my physique it's more about spreading a word spreading a positive thought uh, something which is in my mind which can help anybody who's reading it like it can be anyone around the world who might need to read that and how i do it within my fitness coaching is that there have been series of incidents in my life where i could have just shattered into pieces but there were also positive practices which i had done myself which i really try to emphasize and try to help people do themselves like 
just just positive affirmations just uh just practicing positive affirmations or something so simple as you know you can convert anything throughout your day like any normal daily activity into something which can give you goosebumps like you know it can make you feel so happy so positive and energized if you put your mind into it how i do that to the people whom i coach is by the way i talk to them by the way how i approach them if they have a problem like even if they have an emotional problem be it in a relationship be it in their career whatever it may be i talk to them as a friend more than a coach and when they do that that's where i introduce them one or the other positive practices it may be anything as simple as drinking water and i can explain to them how drinking water can be something which makes you feel happy because it's all about the mind and this is what i believe that mind is the superpower and if you get that into control you have your clear path in front of you towards happiness and that is how so, i'm helping people i'm sorry yeah you how old are you uh i'm about to be 25 in 19th july wow so i mean by all counts a lot of people would look at you and say he's just a young man but you have <laughs> been through so much and you have learned the less because there are a lot of people who are twice your age and who have right. been through traumatic things in their life but they don't come out of it with positivity they come out of it with the woe is me oh i can't do this or my life is so bad because of x y and z but you have learned how to turn that for your good and you know and it's more than just you know your the book the secret and being positive what could you tell people who are listening who may have been saying well you know what i've gone through this in my life and my life is so horrible right now what could you tell them so that they could change their mindset because i i'm like you i believe that nothing changes unless your mindset changes what could you tell them so that they could start to develop a positivity about life i would say i w- i would start by saying something really harsh but it's going to take up to something really beautiful because that's how life is so what i would say is that life is never going to be smooth life is never going to be easy life is never going to be a straight line where you're just going towards success or you're just going towards happiness finding love and like happiness is just something which never goes away from you so life isn't like that there're going to be challenges there're going to be problems there're going to be deep falls there're going to be extreme problems in your life where you're going to feel devastated and there're going to be challenges to an extent where you can just like physically fall or just mentally fall like it can be serious but how i summarize my life like there were six lessons hidden within the recovery but how i summarize all of them within one is that life can end at any particular moment life can literally end anywhere anytime no matter how safe you feel you are life can end at any particular moment and just think about it you love watching movies everybody loves watching movies so you always love a movie which has a happy ending so why not try to make your own life like that 
so with that being said that life can end at any particular moment why not enjoy every moment like just try it because there is one beautiful example i give to everybody that when you were a child and you used to cry your parents used to come in front of you and like just with a tissue box or maybe a pillow or maybe a soft toy they might distract you and immediately from crying you would go into smiling and being laughing with them even if you're hurt so if you were a child and you knew that that was something so strong i would ask everybody to practice that even when they're grown up so if life ends at any particular moment live every moment with positivity because with positivity you can convert something which is negative something which is very bad excruciating like painful in your life and it you can convert that into something so beautiful that you're going to cherish cherish it for your whole life and that is something which i am doing even today and that is the reason why i have been able to be happy and this is the one message which i want to spread to everyone around me and to every listener in this podcast wow so powerful i mean you have gone through so much and i'm so glad you you know you went through your bullying and like you said you could have taken the route of oh suicide and just be done with it and i'm glad that you didn't but you turned that around to putting it into fitness which is a good is a good outlet but then you went on later on in your life to go through this tragic accident and by all accounts you could have died but god spared your life and i believe in god i don't know what other people believe in but i always believe that there's a purpose for your yeah. life and the fact that you have survived and that you're still living means that god has a purpose for your life you're here for a reason and i don't know i didn't get a chance to ask you but was that person who hit you were they ever caught never uh, actually our place was deserted as i told you there were no there were no cctv cameras or street cameras to record that uh, the only thing which confirmed was that my memory when i uh, got back conscious and i told that it was a white color suv car the same thing was told by that security guard who had seen the incident happening right in front of him the car guy never stopped and like i never bothered to try to find out who that was because what i felt was you should you should spend time on the thing which is actually worthful so trying to find that guy and trying to stew him up and trying to get him into trouble is not something which would speed up my recovery what would what would speed up my recovery was my mindset my well power and my determination so that's exactly. something which i was busy focusing on oh yes absolutely So with before let's go back before this accident when you were improving your life with the fitness and taking the bullying that you had gone through and turning it around for better and you had started to excel at school what did your parents say because I know how that feels when you have a parent that doesn't quite think that you're doing as well as you should be doing and then that started to shift did you have any impact on your parents about that did you did they ever learn that maybe they shouldn't compare you to your sister and that they should just you know have let you go the road that you were meant to travel um 
So <laughs> I was really weak in studies and I was compared to my sister. Yes, that was something which was there in my life. And when I had recovered, like when I had improved everything in my life, especially education, and I had like started to achieve things in my life other than education as well, my parents were noticing that when I got results in 10th grade and 11th grade, my parents were shocked. They were very happy. Uh, as far as the lesson is confer, uh, concerned that, you know, you should not compare, uh, I wouldn't say that because I, I uh, like, it wasn't a thing. Uh, I would put it down in this way that when I started to have better results in my studies, <laughs> I wasn't bothered to notice that if they're comparing me or not, because I was happy with my life. And mm -hmm. There was an incident in my 12th grade when we were sitting in front of the laptop, me, my sister and my mother, trying to check my 12th grade result. And my father was there in video call from here in Pujara. And I was sitting behind the laptop screen because they were saying that they'll see the result and then tell me. So it was suspense for me. And before checking the result, now I'm telling you this incident because this might answer your question. So I was sitting behind the laptop screen. I couldn't see what's going on. And they opened the website to check my 12 standard results. So before opening the website, my sister asked to everybody, like my father and my mother, to guess what result it's going to be. So my mother, because she cares for me, all she said was that, you know, I just want him to pass. Even if he gets 65%, I just want him to pass. That's what my mother said. Uh, my sister said that uh, he's going to get 70. I think he's going to get 70. Like she, she was trying to have high hopes with me. <laughs> and uh, my father was there on the video call saying that I think he'll get 50 to 55. <laughs> 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 Even in 12th grade. So I guess that answers your question. And what happened after that was even more delightful because I was sitting behind the computer screen, couldn't see anything. Like my sister did ask me how much would I get. I said that I just hope I pass because all I remembered from my exams was I didn't do that well. Um, but I was positive about my results. So when the result opened, it was it was scary for me because my sister and my mother immediately started crying, looking at each other. And then uh, that that's enough for me to be scared of. And I was asking them, you know, what happened? Did I fail or what? And then she turned around the screen and I got, uh, again, uh, I, I think I got 84% in 12th grade. Oh. And wow. that's why they were having tears in their eyes because despite having low expectations, I had completely gone away from that. Wow. That's, you know, you have totally just revamped your life. I mean, I know you're only... 25 years old, but from being a young student to today, you have changed and revamped and improved your life in so many ways. And I think that's a testament to the person that you are, your inner strength, your drive. And it's just so amazing. Just hearing your story, I was just in awe because I couldn't believe that you had gone through such a traumatic incident and you're sitting here talking to me today and I'm so glad that you are talking to me today. Um, normally I would go through questions at the end, but I'm not going to do that because your story has been so powerful, but I am going to ask you one of the questions and that is what legacy do you want to leave? 
Sorry, I couldn't hear you. What legacy do you want to leave? I would say that there was a time in my childhood when I felt like I did have this question in my mind that what's my purpose here? And there was a voice within me which did answer that question and that voice was to that my purpose in life was to make everyone around me happy and that went on to develop a character which i am today and the legacy which which i would like to leave behind is that a message so powerful that everybody would be inspired from regardless of the condition in which they are in ever in their lives the message so powerful that they can overcome any problems in their life and be happy throughout their lives that's that's something which i want as a legacy wow and wow yeah, like even even if i even if i'm just 25 right now what i feel is there is a lot which i can still achieve because i don't want to stop here i want to do many more things to help many more people and to be able to share this story with as many people as possible so that i don't know like i don't consider my story to be that uh, different from someone's else there are people who are suffering but the message which has which my story has is something which can help anyone improve their life so that's that's something yes well i can definitely say you have impacted and inspired because like I said I was listening to your story and it's just amazing that you are sitting here talking to me today and it's so powerful to know that through all of that you're here and even though you may have some challenges in your life you are not letting that stop you and I think that it's so empowering that the people listening will take your your story and know that no matter what they're going through that they also can have a happy life and that is something that we all should be striving for definitely wow well visual i really thank you for just taking time out of your day and just sharing that powerful story with us because like you said there there are people out there who are going through things as well but it's always nice to hear that someone else has that was going through something difficult has turned it around and made it something that's good and powerful for them and that they're not sitting on the sidelines just waiting for someone to change their life for them or pick them up that they have picked mm-hmm. themselves up and that they have decided to make the best of their life and honestly if more people had that kind of perspective on life i think the world would be such a better place to live in that is so true that is so true like if if i had to if i wanted to i could still sit today and complain about the medical issues that i have to suffer all my life but just because i knew that what i had to target was happiness and happiness was not something which was going to be 
impossible to reach even with these medical conditions like these medical conditions are going to stop that so like if there's if there's nothing which is stopping you then why stop for it and why sit and complain for it just keep going after that just keep going after happiness and that's that's what life is yes it is well i thank you for being on trina talk and we're definitely will be in touch thank you trina thank you so much for getting me on your show and giving me so much time and thank you so much if you like trina talk please don't forget to go out to apple podcasts to subscribe also who else in your life do you know that needs some motivation and inspiration in their life don't forget to share trina talk with them i hope you have a great week and remember if you change your mindset you can change your life keep striving because success is a journey not a destination you can listen to trina talk anytime and anywhere it's available on itunes google play music stitcher spotify and all other places that you can listen to podcast if you like the podcast please don't forget to go to itunes to subscribe rate review and share if you have questions for me or need inspiration on how to go to the next level tweet me directly at trina l martin